Life is an amazing podcast and it is presented and hosted by myself, Caro, and my sweet dog, Sparky. Give it up for him. I hope you're ready. Enjoy. So welcome to another episode of Go For Your Life. And I'm doing this wonderful series called Rescue Angels. And I found a rescue angel on Instagram. <laughs> Her name is Angela. And um, we are talking uh, from California, aren't we, Angela? Yes, yes. California. Yep. Welcome, Angela. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me um, about you. this very important uh, thing you do because you have a wonderful Instagram account called Rescue and It Shows. Yes. And that's also mm-hmm. a, a Facebook, right? There is also a people, yeah. So that's what yeah, people Facebook can find and Instagram. You. People can find you. And you were just mentioning to me that you have six kids with four legs, right? Yes, yes, we do. We have six <laughs> rescue dogs, <laughs> and we foster, and then we also do training and boarding, and we're always around dogs. Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> wow. And and how did you how did you get into um, rescuing and and everything you do? Um, so I've always loved animals. Um, I went vegetarian as a kid. Then I learned about the dairy industry, so I went vegan. Um, and with dogs, um, when I was a kid, I didn't know. We got a few. We had a few dogs from shelters, but I didn't really know about the rescue world or anything like that until I was an adult. And my very first two dogs, which were not rescue dogs, um, my boyfriend at the time he brought them home. Um, and of course, I couldn't say no once they were once they were there with me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't say no to a dog then. Um, but we did get them out of some questionable circumstances. Um, so I'm glad that that we we got them. Um, but then I, they, one was a pit bull, and I started learning um, from experience and also from, you know, like, a, you know, TV, movies, stuff like that, um, social media, about the stigma that comes with pit bulls and bully-type dogs. Mm. Um, and that got me more into, you know, um, I knew fairly early on as an adult that I wanted to do more, wanted to foster dogs, and um, I knew that any dog that I had was going to be a rescue dog. Mm. So um, after my first two dogs unfortunately passed away fairly young um one was congestive heart failure and another was uh she ended up having tumors in her stomach Mm. and kind of you know so we had to say goodbye to them fairly early but each time one of well when my first dog died I adopted um my for my other dog Nala uh and Mm. she so she's uh, from a rescue out in Las Vegas and um she made my remaining my surviving dog the pit bull who ended up with congestive heart failure she made him a puppy again mm. um, he actually with congestive heart failure he lived for an additional year and a half mm. and i credit that to her yeah yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um oh. and it rescuing her she by no means replaced my first dog dana who passed away there's there is no replacing mm-hmm. a loved one but she Rescuing her in memory of Dana and knowing that I could open up my home to another dog, just I, I, mean, I can't explain mm. how, how 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 much that helped with the healing. Yeah, how beautiful. So when yeah. yeah, so when my other my pit bull ended up passing away, his name was Midnight. When he passed <laughs> away, um, I decided it was time for two more dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. So I ended up rescuing. Um, Two dogs. That's Taz and Blue. Um, if you go on my page, you'll yeah, see. Yeah, they're everywhere. Always cuddling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they came from the same rescue, but did not come. Uh, they didn't know each other prior mm-hmm. to me taking them home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just happened to be from a wonderful rescue out in Orange County, and um, 
that's, you know, so that kind of got me on the path of uh, adopting rescue dogs. Mm. Um, as far as fostering goes, I wanted to foster, but I wanted to make sure that I was capable enough of doing so, mm-hmm. especially having three large dogs. Uh, so my, um, my current boyfriend is actually a dog trainer and we've been together for over four years now Mm. and he runs his own like dog training here, um, out of our home. Mm. Um, and I figured, you know, now I have no excuse, you know, a bunch of dogs anyway, uh, we can, we can do this. So that's, we finally took the leap and started, um, fostering for a couple of rescues a little over two years ago. Mm. And, um, we tend to get, sometimes we get lucky and get the easy fosters. A lot of times they give us the more challenging ones. Because um, <laughs> they know you can handle it. We can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, they can just go to Angela. Okay, awesome. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we ended up the first, uh, you know, yeah, so since with our first three, then we ended up with three other, you know, rescue dogs. <laughs> we just couldn't say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now we're, we're at our limit. We're trying not to foster fail anymore. Yeah, but because you have fostering. six dogs of your, they're all, they are yes. with you forever home kind of thing. And how many, Correct. like how many would you sometimes on top of that foster? Like how many dogs do you have in your house sometimes? Like um, we have, we've had up to about 20 dogs total, but that's not that are actually living with us. That's mm. just, some are here for like the day or some are yeah. just here for training. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as fostering, we've had, we've fostered at most four at once. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And that was before our before we adopted our most recent dog. So we would have, you know, um, between our original our first five and then up to four fosters. Mm-hmm. That would be nine living with us. And this, <laughs> so this now is amazing. Wow. Now, yeah. And now we're trying to keep it to one on occasion, two fosters. But for the most mm-hmm. part, we're trying to keep it to one because we are getting a lot busier and. It's just the two of us, so we have to make sure that, yeah, we're, of course, that we're keeping yeah. everything safe for the dogs. Yeah. And do all the dogs get along with each other? Yes, they okay. do. Um, they love each other. They eat together. They sleep together. They play together. Yeah. Um, they're, some, some of the dogs, it takes a, a little, some dogs, you know, just like people, it takes a little bit longer to open up, to warm up to each other, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of our dogs, they're used to being around a ton of new dogs all the time. Yeah. Um, so when we bring in a new foster or a new training dog or anything like that, um, they, they, you know, they accept them. Their mm. dogs are amazing like that. They're so much more accepting than people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, Just Yeah, yes. I've seen it a lot too. And have you had with the six that you have, your six dogs, did you see, did they come from really horrible situations? Have you had, have you had like, has it been very challenging to, to have them with you or how, how has that been for you? Um, so my, uh, first one that I, that I adopted from Las Vegas, she was just dumped at the shelter. Um, mm. so, and she was a puppy with her litter. So her situation, I mean, aside from being in the shelter, we don't know much about it, but she was pretty young. Um, my two boys, Taz and Baloo, they were also dumped at the shelter with injuries to their back legs. They had uh, one had um, damage to his kneecap and one ligament damage um, mm-hmm. on his knee, so they both had surgery done. Not quite sure how that happened or the extent of how bad it was. Their history is also fairly unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and with our other with our other three. Uh, n- nothing that we're aware of 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, we, we ended up, he was, our, he was our foster, and we picked him up from the shelter. So we don't know. He was just kind of a stray. They found him. Mm-hmm. Don't really know much about his history either. So a lot of the dogs, a lot of our personal dogs, we don't really know what life was like before for them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, but we do have some dogs that have come to us for training for behavioral issues, and their histories are um, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. So um, we've, we've, we've seen a lot of that. And then with the rescues that we work with, um, we have to be careful about the dogs that we bring home just because we have so many dogs. And again, safety is paramount, right? yep. you know, especially yep. when you have so many dogs. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful about who we bring home. But a lot of, um, a lot of the dogs that will kind of, you know, work with the rescues on, mm-hmm. um, they, they've had, you know, fairly traumatic past and, and trusting of people and who can blame them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, no, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I feel like um, people should really go and check out your Instagram again, Rescue uh, Rescue and It Shows. I will definitely also put this in the notes so people can find you. Because I feel that what you do there, I mean, first of all, I mean, I'm in love with all your dogs, obviously. Because uh, I'm like, <laughs> Angela is wearing a dog mom t-shirt, guys, at the moment. So I know, I so know what she feels. Because, yeah, dogs are my, I always say dogs are my people. Like, they're just my yes. people. Yes, they are. Um, so, and I, I really like, because you're so educational you know like not only do you have like cute you have all these cute photos there and really funny posts but you also really educate people which i think is is so yeah it's so important and so inspiring so so i wanted to share a few of your posts and one of the posts that really stood out to me was this post that you said uh, you were you're saying in this post adopted dogs take three days to decompress three weeks to start to know your routine and three months to start to feel at home give them that chance because do mm-hmm. you feel also from your experience and working with um in different shelters and knowing different people do people not give them that chance like do people give up on them too too yeah, soon yes unfortunately far too many do mm-hmm. um there and, and every dog is different those numbers of course are just kind of general numbers uh some dogs they adapt right away you take mm-hmm. them home and it's like they've been there for their entire life other dogs it can take months even a year or so it all depends on the dog and the environment that they're in Mm -hmm. um so when you have a very you know dog savvy person dog savvy family um even the most challenging dogs come tend to come around a bit earlier but Mm -hmm. they still take time um it's just like us I mean imagine being a a young kid like a toddler who Mm -hmm. you don't quite know what's going on and you're just being passed from house to house from shelter you know wherever you are from you know classroom to classroom yeah it's It's, unsettling of course disorienting Mm -hmm. exactly very Mm -hmm. unsettling and Mm -hmm. um and we we need to give we need to give these dogs a chance um we hear all the time through the rescues we work with, um, even our own foster dogs, we've had several that, you know, they were adopted and then returned. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will go as far as to, which is really horrible, um, rather than calling the rescue back, they take them to the vet to be euthanized. Um, it's, and how, I don't know Ugh. how you can do that. Too. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing with that is just we, and that's one of the things that we like to, we try to do at Rescue and it shows is we try to educate the public because mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, rescues and shelters, they're doing the best that they can. They can only do so much, but nothing will change unless we start educating the yeah. public and Absolutely. changing that mindset that it's okay that animals are disposable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. giving, giving dogs 
or cats or whatever animal you're bringing home with you, giving them a chance to Mm -hmm. really truly, you know, get comfortable and find themselves and learn what it's like to be in your home environment is, is crucial. If you don't give them that chance, then, you know, you're setting them up for failure. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair. They don't have a choice in the matter. To not give up, especially. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. what you're mentioning because every single rescue angel that I spoke to so far, uh, and especially mm-hmm. Jason, uh, who also wrote a book about his rescue, Gibson, um, the yeah, real Bobbins. Um, yeah, he's so great. He's really mentioning mm-hmm. education as well. And I think education is so important because, you know, you guys do amazing work. You're doing all the rescuing, you're doing the fostering and all that kind of stuff. But everything is education. Like I see it also. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, I, I spread the, the word for veganism all over the world. And doing this yeah, in all yeah. different ways. So, you know, so and I see that too, you know, it is, I mean, yeah, edu- education is where it all starts, you know, and in a, in a, mm-hmm. in a compassionate way, you know, so I think that, um, mm-hmm. that's why I, what I was mentioning also from your Instagram, it's like, it's so fun because, you know, you, you know, I was really, you know, like every post I really read and it really hits you, you know, like it really, you know, it was oh, very, yeah, so no, I really, I really, you have to keep doing what you're doing, Angela, because it's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you so very much. Speaking of which, I had one here that I'd like to read uh, a little bit uh, to, to the listeners, because um, it's something that I think I used to myself actually had a very judgment uh, about is, is kill shelters or, you know, shelters that do mm-hmm. actually euthanize dogs and cats. So you're saying here, which I think is really powerful, you're saying a lot of people still seem to have very misguided views of kill shelters, ignorantly blaming the shelter and its staff for euthanizing animals. While not all shelters are created equally, and there are unfortunately far too many who knowingly and intentionally fill the animals in their care, the majority of shelters care deeply for their animals and do their very best to keep them happy and help them find loving families. The problem isn't the shelters. The problem are irresponsible humans, breeders, and people who buy from breeders. They are the reasons that our shelters are overflowing and too many animals are being killed for space. Now, thank you so much for that. Uh, um, I think that that was such a... And it's something that I really, really feel so um, yeah, deep in my heart is this adopt own shop you know like these people mm-hmm. that just you know these puppy mills and these breeders that just you know it's all it's all gain and money and it, they're just greedy you know and I think that it's exactly. an important thing to so I really wanted to talk to you about this post a little bit and and um and mm-hmm. ask you you know a bit more about how you see that problem and, and how it's how it is in your experience well, of course um so shelters are unfortunately the middleman they're most public shelters, they don't have a say, they can't turn animals away. Um, and if they could, if they, even, if, even if they could and they did turn animals away, the alternative, if people can't, if people don't have a safe place, or I use safe relatively, if they don't mm-hmm. have a safe place to, to you know, really, uh, literally abandon their animals, what are they going to do? You know, um, mm-hmm. they're going to let the dogs or cats loose on the street or worse, take them, you know, behind the house and, you know, they can kill them. It's, so shelters are a necessary thing, but they don't have a say on which dogs can come and which can't. They have to accept all of them. And shelters don't have a lot of money. These shelters are they're run by cities and counties. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of money in there. 
So they're very limited on space. They're limited on staff. They require um, a lot of a lot of the stuff that they do need. They need volunteers. Mm-hmm. So when people dump their animals at a shelter, and then they get and then others get mad that the shelters are euthanizing mm-hmm. them. It's it's really unfair to them. I mean, they're mm-hmm. the ones that are taking on the burden for all of these irresponsible people. Yeah, it's you know they're the ones that are taking care of the dogs to the best of their abilities. They don't have full time. You know, um, most of them don't have vets on call on, or on staff. They have mm-hmm. clinic vets, um, but they don't have like emergency services. So a lot of dogs as well that go in there with grievous injuries, um, the shelter doesn't have the means to care for them. Even if they could get them the surgery, how are they going to care for them afterwards if Mm -hmm. they're caring for hundreds of others? So the misguided anger that we had, that a lot of like our society, you know, has Mm -hmm. for towards shelters, it's, it's really unfair. And a lot of the comments are, I mean, uh, I run one of the the social media accounts for one of the rescues that we work with Mm -hmm. and um, they adopt a lot, or they pull from a lot of different shelters in the area. And they're, unfortunately, we can't save them all. We don't mm-hmm. have enough people to do so. And so when it never fails, and we have a post where it's like, hey, it's the code red, this dog is going to be euthanized yep. tomorrow if we don't have someone pull them. There's a slew of comments about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know that the shelters are evil and how dare they and how can they kill such a beautiful, healthy animal? And it's like, well, wait a second, guys. Yeah. You realize that the shelters are doing the best that they can. And like, instead of commenting, still... can you just come and pick him up? Like, exactly. I mean, seriously, exactly. if you care so much yeah. to, because this is something that me and my boyfriend talk about a lot as well, is mm-hmm. all these people with their comments and their, you know, yep. judgments and they do fuck yeah. all. Sorry to just say it like that, but it's like, <laughs> no, really, saying. you know, come <laughs> on, you know, it is, yeah. it, it just really bothers me and it is something so important what you're saying because i believe for sure that it's actually heartbreaking for them to euthanize these animals the last thing an animal shelter wants to do is kill the animals that are coming in of course you know they're they're not getting into this business for the money and they're not getting into it because they want to hurt animals they get into it because they love them exactly and they they want want to help them and absolutely yeah Yeah. and and you're right if we have and this goes not just for you know well i guess for anything the keyboard warriors that you're talking about yeah oh oh. it's i mean it really seriously yeah yeah and when it's something as important as life and death yeah Yeah. when it's something as important as life and death do something even if all you can do is share a post even if all you can do is educate for the next you know that dog that's in need just something yeah instead of go and blame the messenger like absolutely that's not that's not okay because i sometimes also i really feel that too like where is the positivity you know what i mean like people mm-hmm. always they just you know they crave negativity they always want to say something that is actually yeah. and the time and energy that you're wasting on posting or commenting mm-hmm. on something like that whereas i think you could have done exactly what you're saying you could have shared it with a friend. You could have done something yourself, you know, like, and it is really, really important. And I think that right. um, that that post for me, yeah, it was really powerful, of course, also because of the beautiful photo with uh, with the post. <laughs> Those two <laughs> hugging each other. Um, but also very much about, yeah, what you were saying, because I think there is so much judgment there that is mm-hmm. not fair and not placed in the right direction, you know, I think. Um, right. It's like breeders get away with everything, but the shelters get the blame for everything. And it's like, well, yeah, mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, really. and people, I think, too, they don't realize, um, which is crazy to me. But, you know, um, so many people, I think, don't realize how shelters and how rescues work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people, they giving up your animal is never is never an okay thing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but not understanding. Like a lot, I think a lot of people have this rainbows and sunshine type of idea that oh well if I can't if I can't take care of my dog anymore I'll give it to the shelter the shelter will take care of it until someone adopts him or her yeah and that's what they really truly think and what they don't realize is that no in most cases your dog you know there's a good chance that your dog is going to be put to sleep because no one else is there especially if they have behavioral problems Mm -hmm. um you know dogs go into shelters and if you know they're afraid they're confused they're upset you know they react very differently so if a dog starts exhibiting reactivity or what the shelter deems as aggression, mm-hmm. those dogs are often pulled from the pulled from the adoption floor, so they're no longer being seen by the public. And a lot of times they're put kind of in the back where it's like mm-hmm. a rescue hold. Like they're not going yeah. to adopt this dog out to the public. A rescue has to step in and take the dog. Yeah. And rescues have a hard time doing that because they don't have a lot of fosters that can handle or that are willing to take on a super challenging dog, especially mm-hmm. if they have other dogs. You know, taking yeah. on a dog, a dog reactive dog when they, you yeah. have a pack of dogs is, Absolutely. is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, it's really, and then, and it's, and it can be really yeah. Yeah, dangerous as well. Right. <clears throat> and yeah. people with rescues as well, they think, like, we see the emails all the time from the rescues you work with where it's like, hey, I can't handle my dog anymore. Can you take it? And they don't realize that <laughs> most rescues don't, most rescues function, at least out here, they function off of, based on like fosters. So mm-hmm. there isn't like some big facility that they have that they can house dogs in. Yeah. It's, okay, do we have a foster home available? And a lot of rescues are fairly small and they have very limited resources. So when people are like, hey, just why can't you take my dog? Like, what's wrong? You're supposed to be a rescue. You're supposed to help. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, we would help if we had a place to put your dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, yeah. so people, they just, they, they wear these like, you know, blinders and they yeah. only see and hear what they want to see and hear. And that's where and I And also think, too know, many times I think people do see dogs still and animals in general as objects, you know, they're not, oh, yeah, but they, these the dogs are people, you know, they're, they're beings, yeah. they have souls, they have lives, you know, also mm-hmm. already referring to a dog, to it is so yeah. wrong. It's a he or she, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, they're beings, they're not things. And, and you can't just go exactly. back to a shop and go, Hey, can I still, can I still get my money back? Can I still swap this one right. over for another one? It's like, yeah, it's not a freaking, I don't know, CD player that you come and swap yeah. over, you know, Absolutely. it's, it's, you know, so that's, I think happens too many yeah, times would, as well. Would you do that to your human child? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I don't like this one. You I don't know, want this baby. Can I get another one? Take it, take it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and, some, and some people unfortunately do. But as yeah. a society, the society as a whole does not deem that to be acceptable. Yeah. If you give up on your child, you're kind of ostracized and, and no one wants to deal with you. You know, you're, yeah. you're all of a sudden a bad person. Mm-hmm. You give up your dog. I mean, I'm sure that the vast majority of us know at least one or two people who have dumped their dog yeah, or their cat. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's so there there is a difference, like you said, exactly, that animals are still seen as objects, as commodities, as property. And yeah. that's not what they are. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're individuals, they're absolutely. Beings, just like absolutely. humans. Yeah. They are like exactly what you're saying and your shirt reads it, dog mom, you know, like you have <laughs> yeah. My kids have four legs. <laughs> this is how it is. Yeah. That's how it is. No, exactly. Yeah. I also like to refer to uh, to a dog person, you know, like to a dog mom or father or pe- or person mm-hmm. more than an owner because we don't we don't I, own yeah. these dogs. It's always like, oh, the owner said this, the owner right. said that. It's like, 
yeah, Miguel I and I, we, we always refer to it as like, you know, what what's his person, parent, you know, or, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's right. Even in, in my language, I'm, I'm from Holland. Um, you, you even say like, it's, it's, um, you are either their woman or their man or, you know, their mother or their mm -hmm. father. It's, it's really Aww. quite sweet like because that, that's, yeah. yeah, it, it makes way more sense in the, in the, you know, in the whole idea of, of, of who we are and the relationships to yeah. these beautiful I mean, yeah, I mean, I get you so much because for me also, my dog is my life, you know, it's my, yeah, it's your, it's, baby. Yeah, it's your everything, it's your, it's baby, your everything, yeah. yeah, absolutely, and you know, we spent 12 years, you know, every single day, day in, day out, all the dramas, mm -hmm. he's all been there, he's seen them all, you know, yeah. by my side, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you go, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a friend who, who had been with me for that long you know oh, side by there's, side there's so. no fun like a dog no exactly <laughs> or an animal exactly I mean, really, absolutely <laughs> i totally agree and something else that um i also spoke about this with Car with carly um in my other podcast do you feel very much from your experience as well especially pit bulls um are like kind of misunderstood judged discriminated mm -hmm. and have a bad name for some reason as a as a dog Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And at least out here in, this, in the U.S., um, every 20 to 30 years, it seems like there's a new dog breed or type mm -hmm. of dog that they want to attack. I mean, German yeah. Shepherds, Rottweilers, Dobermans, they've all been on the list. We, yeah. As far as like the quote-unquote dangerous breeds out here, um, depending on how, how extensive their lists are, um, everyone is a bit different, but even the Huskies and Malamutes, there, I mean, there are so many dogs that are on this dangerous breed list, but right <laughs> now, um, it's absolutely the pit bull type dogs, um, mm -hmm. and they are completely misunderstood. I mean, people still think that when you say a pit bull that you're talking about a breed, and the majority of the public, that's not what they're talking about. They're mm -hmm. talking about a type of dog. Um, they're like a, so, I mean, even like the blue nose, the red nose pit bulls, people just have no idea that that's mm -hmm. just a color. It's not a blood yeah. stain. It's not, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not an AKC yeah. registered breed. It's, so... I mean, here we have, uh, let's see, four of our dogs um, have some kind of bully mix in them. So they mm -hmm. have some kind of pit bull dogs in them. They're all rescued, so we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but two of them, Taz and Baloo, the two little lovebirds, they <laughs> are very clearly in that family. And everyone knows that even our newest one, Brent, um, he's, he's in that, everyone, you know, they, you, you can't deny that there's some kind of bully in them. Mm -hmm. And people will cross the street. Um, I've had people that <laughs> they, that they, you know, they'll, sometimes they'll want to pet them, but they're afraid to. And I'm like, dude, yeah, like they're super friendly. Go ahead, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, people will lift up their dogs. They'll pull their kids away. They'll, mm -hmm. um, sorry, our little foster is mad it's, that he's not it, here with I me. I say there's a, there's a baby <laughs> asking for some yeah. attention. Uh, um, but yeah, they're, they're completely misunderstood. People talk, still talk about a dog, you know, pit bulls have a locking jaw. It's like they're a dog. they <laughs> where's the unlock button? Like they're, they're mm -hmm. not, there's no such thing as a locking jaw. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, these dogs don't all of a sudden just snap. No animal, no human included. You know, we don't just snap yeah. one day and go on a killing spree, you know, mm -hmm. like there's always something that comes up to it. And dogs are the same way. Dogs, yeah. they don't just snap one day and attack. Like there's always something that causes that. We might just not know what it is. And that's, mm -hmm. And that's okay if we don't know, but to say that, because, you know, that these dogs, 
these types of dogs have, you know, all of these terrible characteristics and that they should be banned like in Denver. It's, yeah. it's absurd. I yeah. mean, these DSL laws are absolutely ridiculous and they do more harm than good. They don't help anybody, the dogs, especially the dogs, but not even the general public. It doesn't increase public safety. Yeah, because that was another all. thing that you shared also on your Instagram and we, Carly and I spoke about it as well. The mayor of Denver has uh, decided... Mm -hmm not to let the ban go and uh, continue the ban, right, of, uh, of, the, of right, these, these specific dogs in Denver, you know. Whereas when I commented, yeah, and, and they, I'd like to say this again, I think mayors are a lot more scary than these dogs oh, are. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean... No, they, yeah. they, totally, they totally are. And um, I believe that as of yesterday, they started rounding up dogs in Denver. Um, I think that I read that there were 12 dogs taken from their homes because of the way they look they yeah. have they don't have a bite record they haven't done anything wrong they're not even it's not even like they're dna testing these dogs second world um, war all over again i mean what are we what are we even talking about right. like what are we even yeah. doing like it's just it's totally <laughs> we, we can't learn apparently no it's just like i it's just good. don't get it it's, it's like what the hell is and you know yeah. from loving homes like taking away dogs it's just yeah. unbelievable just because a mayor thinks something uh, of something it's just yeah right crazy. right and what the you know what what people who have gone those who have suffered some kind of dog attack you know mm -hmm. regardless of the breed that that sucks and, and yeah. i'm sorry for them you know that that's that's not that's not cool but again dogs and animals non-human animals mm -hmm. are not mean mm -hmm. it's not like they do things because they're spiteful or anything yeah. like that like humans are like, like humans are exactly out of, out of because, yeah yeah because yeah. We're, we're malicious yeah dogs aren't no. so when a dog does something it's because of one of two things it's either acting out of instinct which yeah. can you really blame them you know, yeah or yeah. it's acting based off of what they've been trained or not trained to do yeah so a dog who you know has learned whether passively or intentionally learned over the years to use say his mouth to get attention or mm -hmm. to get what he wants so he starts nipping the dog we taught the dog that yeah like whether we meant to or not that's yeah us. yeah um, a dog who hears you know fireworks and yeah um, panics that's their instinct kicking in because mm -hmm. something and you know their instinct is telling them something is wrong yeah they're not doing they're not doing anything to be mean or malicious exactly attacking somebody or attacking mm -hmm. a dog it's it all comes down to us, and if we're going to be living and being around these animals, um, yeah. especially dogs and cats who are that are domesticated and stuff, we need to start educating. And that's what I love about you know Jason and Gibson, the real yeah. buttons. They are yeah. going out and going to schools and starting with the kids, and that's one of the things that we want to do as well at Rescue yeah. Shows is um, going uh, going to elementary schools and starting from there and working up and doing these events like we have kissing booths that we do at local events. Yeah, so that oh my god, it's so yeah. awesome. It's, yes, and the, the the reaction that we get from people, um, there are a few people every time we do one of these, a few people who are scared mm -hmm. because we bring a couple of our bullies. Yeah, um, and we bring them because we want to show that pit bulls are amazing dogs, but also yeah. because they're our best behaved. I mean, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. So we get it's soft, it's twofold, softies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the reaction that we get from people, the smiles that these kids have yeah. and their parents, and we get to see, and they're hugging on these dogs. So and, awesome, Angela, I mean, it, yeah. It brings so, great. so much joy. Yeah. I can't understand how anyone can look at any type of dog and just blanketly say, like, okay, they're dangerous. 
Yeah. Let's, let's round them all up and euthanize them. And like, even you know, like so, that. and even so, like, even in general, like, you know, I've done a lot of, like, work also with, uh, when I was in Australia, with, like, sharks and shark finning and that kind of stuff. Mm, and uh, yeah. so many people all say, oh, that's a shark. So, you know, that's a dangerous animal. So I'm, I'm going to kill them. It's like, yeah. sorry, but, you know, if I would kill everybody that was dangerous, I mean, you know, it would be a bloodbath <laughs> right. in Lisbon. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because, Absolutely. you know, there's a lot of danger on the road or danger around us. And I don't mm -hmm. think we can just say, okay, okay, they are dangerous. So I'm going to, you know, put them in some kind of box or worse, euthanize them, yeah. euthanize them only because you think, I mean, that's just ridiculous, you know. Because of what could happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. And that... Yeah. Really, I mean, if you if you look at kind of you know and bite records and bite histories on mm -hmm. on animal or dogs, um, it's really hard to nail down because a lot of bites go under unreported. Yeah, and those bites are often by smaller dogs. Yeah. And now I understand the difference between a small dog biting and a big dog can make, can be life or death. Really. Yeah. I mean, if you have a large dog biting a three year old kid versus a Chihuahua, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand that severity makes a difference, but little dogs. We, as a society, teach our little dogs to be jerks. Yeah. They're yappy, they're nippy, they, you know, they demand attention. And that's just kind of speaking as a whole. Yeah. And it's not because the, the, it's not because chihuahuas or minpins or, you know, any of those smaller breeds, it's not because they're bad dogs. It's because we're too permissive. We yeah. think, oh, you know, he or she's little, it's cute, it's funny. Yeah. And then we have, you know, a pit bull or a mastiff, and the rules are all of a sudden so different for them because mm -hmm. they're large. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, And while they should be more careful because of their size, and we have yep. to, you know, as as larger breed parents, you know, mm -hmm. we have to be careful and make sure yep. that our dogs are well behaved. Yeah. That doesn't mean that little dogs should just be able to get away with it. Yeah. So, you know, little dogs can be can be dangerous as well to a young yep. kid. Um, Absolutely. But we're not rounding them up. We're yeah, not, exactly. You know, yeah. So the it's it's just not fair. And a lot of the the bite records for quote unquote pit bulls, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're not even pit bulls. A lot of them end up being labs, but yeah. because the media gets more attention yeah. for pit bull attack, pit bull bite, you know, yeah, pit bull of course. Kid, yeah. Yeah. they throw that on there without even knowing what the dog really is. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Say that yeah. those are the statistics that warrant, you know, BSL laws and to take these dogs and euthanize them is just mm -hmm. absurd. No, absolutely. Really no, absolutely. No, I, I, Totally agree as well, like how we, you know, it's just totally ridiculous. And I think a dog is a dog, you know, like where it's mm -hmm. so discriminating as well yeah. to sort of go like, oh, oh yeah, it was a pit bull. And, you know, it's just, uh, right. I think, you know, when I'm walking around with Sparky, like in general, I'm just careful, you know, like I kind of know dog yeah. language. I know when a dog isn't really, isn't really so nice or isn't really, uh, mm -hmm. you know, happy for some Jack Russell interaction. And so, you know, like they are pretty intense. Um, and so I think it's good to sort of, you know, you kind of feel that, but it's not like I would go to the other side of the street when I, when I see a pit bull or a Rottweiler or a German shepherd, you're just right. always careful because you know, you're, exactly. that's yeah. your job as a dog mom to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and it's, and I it is, so. it's just about not discriminating. Yeah, Doing absolutely. What you do and being, being aware and being careful and, you know, um, giving yourself and your dog and also the other people's dogs some space if you yeah. feel like you know one or the other isn't yeah, take responsibility that's too that's you know great yeah but yeah just but but to do that just because 
you know, uh, that dog has a square shaped head and a yeah. stocky body is just silly. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it really is ridiculous. Yeah. And would you say yeah. like, if you, if there was something, I mean, you have six kids, but if you, if there is something that you really learned, because I think these dogs are our teachers every day. If there's something that you really oh, learned yes, from definitely. your dogs, then what would it be? What did they teach you? Oh, so much, so mm. much. Um, patience. <laughs> one. Um, and also being consistent and that works with kids as well um, mm -hmm. and each other you know like just trying to trying to be consistent in what you do and what your expectations are because they're only going to respond to what they what they know what they've mm -hmm. learned and if you know like we and we're not perfect we make mistakes too and we're more permissive in some ways than others and you know one day we might say no dogs on the couch the next day we're cuddling with all of them mm -hmm. so you know we're not perfect and that's not what we're trying to be we're not trying to create robot dogs who do everything it's, mm -hmm. it's just about setting expectations and being consistent and being patient with them um, mm -hmm. they're when we get frustrated just like with young children when we're getting frustrated no one is learning. We're not learning. The kids aren't learning. The dogs aren't learning. Mm -hmm. um, if we're lashing out. It's the only thing that, you know, pe people in general and animals learn from lashing out or being rough or anything like that is, is fear. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is, and, and it, it can be challenging when you're having a bad day and, you know, your dogs are, or your kids aren't listening and you want to lash out, like <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Yeah. But, but the, the more you can practice just being patient, being kind, and you know what, taking a step back and just deep breath in, deep breath out. And yeah. all right, let's, let's re let's approach this a different way. Mm -hmm. then everybody is happier. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, so I think that's kind of, those are two of the biggest things, patience and consistency. Yeah, totally. taught me, but I mean, a million other things. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of know, course. They are, yeah. <laughs> living in the moment. I mean, a ton of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they, they have it so much better than us in that sense. Like they're, they're such teachers and such guides, mm -hmm. I think. I mean, really guardians. Amazing guardians. Teachers, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. last question, um, I've, I've asked yeah. pretty much every, every other rescue angel this, like, For those listeners who are listening and go like, maybe I could foster, maybe I could rescue, maybe it's something that I would want to do. Like, what kind of advice would you give these people who are thinking about maybe doing what you do? I would say, um, first of all, awesome. That's the right track <laughs> to be thinking about it. Um, really think about your lifestyle. Um, think long term as well. Like mm -hmm. sometimes uh, fostering, we've had a couple of fosters that have been with us for, you know, over a year. So it's. Sometimes fostering goes really quick and they leave within a week or two. Other dogs it, or cats, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a while. So if you're going to foster and you have an agreement with the rescue that you're going to foster until they're adopted, really make sure that you don't have any plans on moving in the next several years, um, that you're, you don't plan on your job all of a sudden changing. And, you know, life happens, but the more proactive you can be, mm -hmm. the, the better it is for you and the dog. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're un sure about whether you can handle a dog or a cat and you but you really want to try it then talk to local rescues about fostering mm -hmm. ask if they have like you know even temporary fosters or start start easy start with a like say a puppy or a kitten who's not going to be around for long they're mm -hmm. going to be adopted you know yeah um, or the chances are much higher um, another thing to do visit your shelter if mm -hmm. you want to start being around dogs but you're not quite sure that you're ready for it yet Um, go talk to people at the shelter, talk to other fosters, talk to volunteers, volunteer yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, see if there's anything you can do. Uh, a lot of shelters now are doing like kind of day programs where they um, allow volunteers, approved volunteers to come out and take the dogs for walks or on outings and stuff like that to kind of get them out of the shelter and into the public eye. They need more people, more volunteers to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's um, do your homework, be proactive and talk to other people Um you know, rescues included, shelters, fosters, your friends, your family, and make sure that everyone's on the same page, especially mm-hmm. if you live with other people. Um, the last thing you want to do is bring a dog or a cat or any animal home and then have to give up on them because mm-hmm. your circumstances changed and you didn't have the forethought to think about that. Exactly. The, 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 you didn't really see the whole the whole picture in a way and, and, mm-hmm. and look into the future as well. Oh, that's really, really yeah. good. That's really good advice for sure because I Thank think you. too many people don't think through the only thing like in the moment like I, myself included mm-hmm. like I, but I could I could keep oh. him like I fostered so many yeah, times exactly. but I could keep it it's like <laughs> can I do can I keep them do yeah. I have the space and the money and everything yeah it's absolutely yeah. a yeah, thing the, the more animals you have the more of a homebody you become yeah as far as leaving like uh my boyfriend and I we don't go out and we don't yeah. want to we're pretty much homebodies anyway but aside from taking our dogs out for walks and yeah you know, on outings and stuff like that. We don't go out to dinner. We don't even go shopping anymore. We have everything delivered here yeah. because we're antisocial, you know? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But, but the dogs, like, you know, if we want to have a night out, for example, um, well, then we got to figure out, okay, which dogs are safe to leave out and around the house, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have four that we can do that. The rest, we either have to, you know, leave in crates for everyone's safety or we have to have someone watch them. Yeah. Um, so it's like having kids. Um, yeah. You, you have to be aware of stuff like that. If you like to go out and go on vacations all the time or yeah. just, you know, maybe not even vacations, go out for the weekend or for the night, make sure that whatever animal or animals you have can live that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't, yeah. don't bring, don't plan on bringing six crazy <laughs> dogs with you everywhere yeah. because, you know, that's going to be tough for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Stuff. But if you have one dog yeah. that likes adventures and, you know, then great. But yeah, so it's yeah, just, it, it's I definitely about, agree with you in that sense as well. Yeah. Like it would be harder to have six of those big guys compared to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my little, my little Jack Russell has, you know, traveled the world. He's going to move to his third country and is, you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. I think he's, he's been in planes more than people, you know, but I, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. But that was another thing that I really liked on your Instagram as well, where you had a post, like, if I trust you with my dog, I trust you with my life, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. then I think someone also commented like, yeah, this is why I don't go on holidays anymore because I think it mm-hmm. is, a big deal. I mean, I've had it a few times where, you know, I had to travel or something for work and then having to leave Sparky with people. And of course, sometimes that it's wouldn't hard. work out. And it's it's the worst, you know, yeah. because you're you're always stressed about, oh, is he OK? Is he OK? You know, because, right. yeah, I really uh, I really agree with you. And I, I think you're both you and your partner are so dedicated. And, and I think it's such a like thank I really, you. really admire what you do. And um, I appreciate oh, so appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you talking to me. I could talk to you forever. And this is, can I just say, Angela, you told me, you wrote me like, yeah, I'm a little bit shy. But you're a great talker. Like, you're amazing. Oh, you were you so, so good. So, so good. I absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That should never be an issue again, ever, because you oh, are you wonderful. So it was such an amazing chat with you and i hope uh yeah i think it was really um, educational and inspiring for listeners so thank you so much angela and thank, thank you, you everybody who listened so angela is rescue and it shows on instagram we will uh put it in the notes so you can all 
uh, straight away go to Instagram and the Facebook page. And um, as you know, I always say this at the end of the episode, you know what to do. You're good to yourself. You're good to others, especially the animals. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go.